Well, who among us has not always wanted to have a candle that smells like the tiny bathroom at the back of Coldplay's bus? <laughs> That's really good. Thanks. It's uh, my favorite time of the week when Chris and I get together and do our weekly uh, versions of our little program, uns uh, Unscripted, with Mike and Chris. We welcome you to our 450th episode. And what a better way to start our 450th episode, besides talking about what we normally do, which is our Freeform Friday, our last uh, episode of the week. Chris goes on to our Twitter page and finds out what people are talking about, but is there a better way to start your 450th episode than a spat between Martha Stewart and Gwyneth Peltrow? Um, <laughs> you know, this is how far we've come as we're sitting here in a new decade, the 2020s, it just sounds cool. You've heard about 420 is now a part of our vernacular, what happens on 420 and and uh, yada, yada, yada. But this is how far we've come. As Chris is uh, gathering some information uh, from our Twitter page. But Martha Stewart, Miss Homemaker, Miss Jailbird. She's pissed off at Gwyneth Peltrow because Peltrow released a scented candle that smells like her vagina. And surprisingly... Maybe only to me. I don't know. I'm 55 and I'm old, but I'm. This candle has already sold out at $75 a candle. And the question I have to ask myself and ask you folks out there in unscripted land why is Martha pissed off? Well, I'm going to tell you why Martha's pissed off because she didn't think of it first. As disgusting as it is to me that somebody would pay $75 for a scented candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's hooch. Could you imagine spending $75 for Martha's scented candle? No. I'd like my chances much more with Gwyneth Paltrow's than Martha Stewart's. But this is the day and age we live in. I mean, can you imagine? I was raised much differently than obviously we are today. Um, Chris is a hell of a lot smarter than I am, and I'm 15 years older, but... Can you imagine growing up in very conservative Wisconsin and you read, you open up and you open the morning Marshfield News Herald, that's the city in Wisconsin that I'm from, Marshfield, Wisconsin, and you open up the Marshfield News Herald and you see an advertisement selling scented candles of Gwyneth Paltrow's cooch for $75 by now. I mean, I just found this to be just outrageous. And who the hell cares if Martha Stewart's pissed off or not? She's just pissed because she didn't think of it. Gwyneth Paltrow has already sold out of these candles at $75 a pop. And, I mean, what motivates somebody to actually, A, think about this and then produce it, and then it's selling off the, sh off the shelves like, you know, like you're looking for hurricane supplies down in Florida when that special time of the year comes. But I I just can't believe that somebody would think about marketing this as a product and then 
How desperately lonely are you that you have to spend $75 to get a whiff in your home of Gwyneth Peltrow's special parts? I just, I, I, I just, I'm in shock when I saw this, and that's why I had to bring it to Free Forum Friday because I know I'm old and I get into Denny's now at seniors' prices and I get into uh, the theaters now at senior prices. It's only $3 difference, but big deal, $3 is $3. Um, but I just couldn't believe this when I saw it, and I'm really amazed that A, this is a marketable product, and B, why Martha Stewart's so pissed off, and I think the reason is she didn't think of it first. Well, who among us has not always wanted to have a candle that smells like the tiny bathroom at the back of Coldplay's bus? <laughs> That's really good. Thanks. That's anyway. really good. <laughs> Where's that defibrillator when we need it? <laughs> Holy uh, Christ! Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I I just the furthest thing from my type is skinny blonde. So I just that, I well, wouldn't. Now, if you were to mark, I'm not saying that you know uh, I'm defending people buying that. I'm just saying I would be lying if I wouldn't at least consider the Selma Hayek version of the same one. That's all mm, I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Mm, just, you know, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we saw why, I don't know if you saw her at the, at the recent awards show, but we found out why that show was called the Golden Globes. If you saw Selma Hayek. Oh, yes, in yes, her, I did. Wow. Yes, yes. Showing off her assets. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. She's 53, by the way. I know. Yeah. Still looking damn nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, what were we talking about? I don't yeah. know. Sorry. I totally forgot. Sal- Sal- Salma's great. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, uh, I think we were talking about... <laughs> Freeform Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, no, yeah. You know what it is? She she has this website called Goop, which, yes. is, just, yeah. which is just pure horseshit. It's just, it's, it's like it, the target demographic is the most insane Oprah followers, is basically oh. what it is. It's like the crazy... Like housewives who will just believe anything and buy anything. It's like, oh, hey, if you rub this on your ear, you'll be attractive to men. Like it's just, uh, it's I just like it. it's just pure magic potion, snake oil horseshit. That's all it is. Got it. And it's just uh, this is just another in the long line of that. And her her website is just an assault on humanity and logic. It's it's basically the Matthew Kachuk of websites. Got so, it. Yeah. Losers. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I just again. I know I'm showing my age, but I had never seen anything like this in regard to selling a candle that, uh, a scented candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's honeydew, yeah. honey pot. Yeah, yeah. I love the comment about Coldplay. Thank that's you. beautiful. Thank you. That's a keeper. When you, when you do the little, <laughs> yeah, that's already, that's, that's where we're All right. At. Well, Free Inform Friday always has some good stuff. So well, we will, I don't know if we can top that, but well, I, enjoy, I did enjoy having saying that one. Uh, okay. Well, here's somebody that you know uh, of, at least. Uh, I think he Gwyneth recently. Gwyneth Paltrow? No, uh, besides her. So I believe this guy just got a new job at Mississippi State, I believe. Uh, his name is Mike Leach. I do. He tweeted, uh, he just got the job at Mississippi yes, State. Yes, sir, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, and so he's at Coach underscore Leach. This has nothing to do with football, but his tweet says, I don't know why men go to bars to meet women, go to Target. The female to male ratio is 10 to 1, and they're already, already looking for things they don't need. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you right now, one of the most um, under-the-radar coaching hires this year in in major college football is Mike Leach going to Mississippi State. And I'll say, and and, and here's the reason why. 
he was just completed a nine-year, eight or nine-year tenure as the head coach at Washington State, and that's located in Pullman, Washington. And if you can go to bowl games every year as the coach in Pullman, Washington, you are very, very good at your job. Pullman, Washington is very difficult to find. There are not any redeeming qualities of it. I just... I don't know how he did it for as long as he did it at Washington State. And he's going to find some of the same obstacles in Starkville, Mississippi. Hard to get to. Not a real attractive city. Kind of like Mississippi's version of uh, Great Falls, Montana. You know how I feel about Great Falls, Montana. But it's going to be very interesting next year with the Egg Bowl when Ole Miss plays Mississippi State because you got a gunslinger running the Mississippi State program now in Mike Leach. He was famous for the air raid uh, offense that he had years ago with Cliff Kingsbury as his quarterback at Texas Tech. And then he goes to Washington State and does wonders in a place that nobody succeeds in, in Pullman, Washington. And it's going to be really funny next year to watch Lane Kiffin has recreated himself and found his way back to the Southeastern Conference as the head coach at Old Miss versus Mike Leach, the new head coach at Mississippi State. I'll tell you one thing, folks. The Egg Bowl is played on the Thursday night of U.S. Thanksgiving every year, and I'll tell you what, I will be watching that game with great interest because you've got two, two really interesting, offensive, innovative minds on each of those two sidelines. And by the way, both of them like to chirp. Both of them like to use social media. And there's going to be a lot of fun watching Ole Miss and Mississippi State next year in the Egg Bowl. Sounds good. All right. So Stephen Knight at G Spellchecker, which stands for Godless Spellchecker. He's one of the top atheists online. Uh, but this has nothing to do with that. This is just him going through his TV guide and he found a movie we might be interested in. He puts for your consideration. So here's the movie uh, description in the TV guide. Yeah. This is a 2019 movie. It's yeah. on, only an hour and 10 minutes, so it won't take up too much of your time. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, the description of it is... After losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a prostitute convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas, and it's called the Velocipaster. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Would that, you watch that? I'd watch that. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Absolutely, I'd watch yeah, that. Is I, that like on a Netflix? or? Uh, well, he's in England, uh, oh, Stephen, okay. uh, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's got a five point six rating in IMDb. It's a twenty nineteen movie. It's rated for sixteen plus. So I don't know. I have a question for you. Maybe you know this. Um, I have heard repeatedly that the entity that we know as Netflix is almost bankrupt. Oh, well, they're incredibly poorly run, and they always have massive debt, and they always have to go for new rounds of funding. Oh, okay. and it's be. I mean, I understand that there's uh, an ever-growing um, streaming market. You know, you got CBS yeah. All Access right now, which Star Trek Picard starts in less than a week, which I can't wait for. I'm just so happy about that. Right. And everyone's getting new. Who's someone's just coming out with a new one? And everyone's coming out with their new streaming Didn't service. Didn't Disney just come out with a new well, yeah, one? Disney Plus has one. I think that one's doing well. And I think. there's one that's coming out that I heard that my girls were telling me about that I'm even excited about. Yeah, uh, I, for, um, I forget right off the top. There, of my there's head. a new one that's coming out but though. It's but supposed. Is it? Uh, I want to say it's like one of the big. Not the movie houses, but one of the big 
production. Yes, HBO. That's it. Okay. Yeah, HBO, HBO Max. That's, that's what it's it. called. Okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's where it's going, and it's great for people like me that don't mind paying a few bucks for just the channels and things that I want. No commercials. Like I pay for like NFL Red Zone and Sunday Ticket. I get for twenty bucks a month on the Zone, and I, I, there's no commercials, and I just get everything I want. Now, to. can you? Now you're obviously much more tech savvy than I am, and this is why I'm happy for a little bit longer while Olivia is still home. But can you, as an example, could you have a show on your Netflix that you could plug into your big screen TV and watch it then? Uh, so Netflix... Is there something that adapt that you can adapt to put... I See, that's where I... Like, literally, because of how we've got the smart house set up here, yeah. I can literally ask Google right now. I could say it from right here without even moving out of my chair no, in the I've dining room. It. Yeah, yeah. I can... But even more than you know, like, I could say... Uh, I could ask Google, I could say play Star Trek The Next Generation on Netflix, it will literally turn on the TV for me and load up Netflix and get the show going. Wow. I can say that right now, it'll be on and right there. Wow. So yeah, of course you can do that and that's great. But I just love instead of network TV and you pay for all these channels you don't right. want, right. you, you have right. to pay like minimum 35 bucks and I don't want all these channels. You you just say, now you just say, okay, well, I'm going to pay like 10 bucks for Netflix and 10 bucks for no, CBS that's like, All Access. That's like what Olivia does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even even the sports things like UFC Fight Pass, I can get WWE Network. You know, they're all like ten bucks a month, roughly, and you get like all the all the on demand stuff you want. Watch it when you when it's convenient for you. No commercials. It's, it's awesome. That's the future. Well, it's the present I, even when I get this new job, and uh, we're hoping as early as Monday, at least I'll have something to look at. Um, I'm going to get a computer for myself, and that's when I would probably invest in because i i hate commercials i just refuse commercials even when my local cable package i tape everything that i watch and then i go through the commercials because i can't see yeah so i mean most tv any tv you buy now is generally a smart tv correct so you can just have just like your phone can have apps on it it'll just have the netflix app on it oh, okay and then you just have that but i mean we've also got the chromecast which is it was a 70 dollars thing i got for christmas and uh, then that's what you can just take something you're watching on your phone and kind of shoot it to the TV. You can It's what allows you to turn on the TV remotely with your voice. It does all that. Um, in terms of the Google speakers, not that one, but most Google speakers, you can get for like 30 bucks now yeah. and plug them in and away you go. They're, they're fantastic. But okay, I thought that this tweet was right up Mike's alley here. So Chris Stevenson at CJ underscore Stevenson. Guy beside me at the airport ordered a Goose Island IPA at 6.15 a.m. Either a really late finish or an early start. I admire either. Well, as I said last week on one of our episodes, the only way to really avoid a hangover is stay drunk. So um, yeah, I love that line. I, I, I featured it. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I. Hey, listen. Um, I'm not. You know, it's funny. I spent all my years in the military, almost nine years in the military, as a loadmaster on a 141 aircraft, and that is like uh, here. It's like a commercial 737. A lot of. In Canada, Canadians are familiar with WestJet. A lot of WestJet's airplanes are 737s, and that's what I was responsible for. But the funny thing about that, all those years of flying, I mean, every day we'd start, let's say, we'd start when I was in the uh, <clears throat> Asian uh, theater, you'd start the morning at Osan Air Base, and you'd go to Clark in the Philippines, and you'd go to Kanido, Kadena Air Base in Okinawa, then you go to Yokota, Japan, which is right outside Tokyo, it's right outside Narita Airport, but you'd do that milk run every day. One day you'd go one way, and then you'd return the next day and go, you know, back and forth. And and it's so funny to me because when I uh, go by air now, I have to be half in the bag 
before I'll even get on the airplane. I'm a terrible flyer now. And it's funny, it just used to be secondhand to me because I did it every day. But now, since I've been out of the military for 30 years, I find it very difficult to travel with air travel. And uh, I'd be just like this guy. I, I sit there at the, once I get through customs and get through everything, I sit at the bar and have a couple because I am not a good flyer. I'm okay once we get up there, but the getting up and the going down is really difficult for me. Wow, the pressure or the just well, the thought it's, of it? It's a lot of it, but my, my ears start oh, okay. and then my stomach starts. Oh, okay. And um, I don't know what it is, man. It's just, it's funny. I never had a problem. I mean, I could... You know, I've I've been on I've been on an F sixteen, and you know that's just, and I I survived that and didn't puke. Most people that go up on an F sixteen, if you haven't done it before, they th- they they lose their lunch. They tell you don't eat, you know, hours before. Um, but that never bothered me. But once I got out of the military, and that wasn't a part of my daily routine, I have a really difficult time with takeoffs and landings on commercial airlines and. Uh, I have a couple of adult pops before I take off for damn sure. All right. Okay. Uh, weekly uh, Florida headline for oh, you. Oh, here, here we go. Here Walmart. We go. Okay. Florida man bites off his brother's penis after he walked in on his brother having sex with his cousin on his favorite blanket. Boy, there's a lot there. Oh, my God. So there's incest. There's... <laughs> man, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't Maybe, know. Maybe, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Maybe they bought the scented Gwyneth Peltro uh, <laughs> pussy so candle, the and they were so in the mood that they just needed to get busy. Um, you know, it's so funny. I go back to that story where that wife cut off her husband's... Oh, Remember Bobbitt. back in the... The Bobbitts. Yeah, yeah, John Wayne Bobbitt. John Wayne Bobbitt. And um, this sounds like this could be a, a family problem for the Bobbitts right here, for wow. damn sure. No kidding. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, this is from ESPN at ESPN here. Uh, Laurent... Hurtabice, I don't know how to say it. Hurtabice, I don't know how you say his last is name. Is that the guy, the one-handed guy yes, was, that hit the hole-in-one yes. at the golf tournament yeah. this weekend? He's been, he's been, so, I mean, he looks like a middle-aged fellow. He's been playing since he was 11, so it's not like he's new to golf. But, he, yeah, he has one arm. And, yeah, he had a hole-in-one the other day. Yeah, I saw that. He's at the American Express. It's out in Palm Springs, California. La Quinta, to be more exact. It used to be more famous when it was the Bob Hope Desert Classic. 100 years ago, when uh, obviously when Mr. Hope was still alive. But um, it's now called the American Express. And this man from Quebec was there at the Wednesday Pro-Am. And uh, great story. One-handed golfer, born with only one arm. And uh, as Chris just mentioned to you, he was 11 years old when he picked up golf. And he's been playing his whole life. I think he's about my age. And he had a hole-in-one on Wednesday at the Pro-Am. And I was very excited for him. And... Um, Great thing, great thing. And the best thing about it, it shows that golf is an unbelievably frustrating game, I can tell you from firsthand experience, but it's also a game that everybody, everybody, you don't have to love it, but it it's a game that everybody can play. And, you know, don't, don't be put off by golf because you have a, a handicap. This guy is a perfect example that even with one arm, you can still play golf at a high level. And obviously, I'm very happy for this guy. I saw him get interviewed yesterday on TSN. He was happy as a pig of shit. And the first thing that he wanted to mention, you know, because your dad would know this and he's probably turned this on to you. I've had three holes in one in my life. Your dad, I know, has had a hole in one. He's he's had two or three, I forget. Two or three. The tradition in golf is when you have a hole in one, you have to go in at the end of your round and buy the bar a round of drinks. Mm -hmm. 
And this guy was so happy that he was able to do this. He didn't even care how much it cost. He just, he's just, it was so funny. He goes, I just signed the visa slip. That's it. And uh, good for him. I'm so happy for him. Nice guy. And it's always nice when things happen to good people. Absolutely. Okay, I don't know if you'll need more time to come up with uh, an answer for this one. It's not a complicated question. It's a very simple question, but I know you'll want to give a good answer here. So FanDuel at FanDuel, if you could change one rule in any sport, what would it be? If I could change any rule in one sport. Um, you know what? I think until the national communists against athletes get their heads out of their asses and pay the student athletes, you know, I'm not expecting them to be made millionaires. I mean, as long as they get their room and board and books and all that other stuff. But I think if I had the power to change anything right now, as I wait for the NCAA to get their heads out of their asses, I think that I would have, I would take age limits out of, uh, you know, participants. I think you've got to be at least 20 or so, whatever it is, to play in the National Hockey League. And I think you've got to be at least 21 to play in the National Football League. And you've got to be whatever it is to play in. in. I think I would take age limits out of it. I look at it this way. I don't care if you're 13 or you're 53. If you can play, then you should be able to do so. And I think, again, until Mr. Mark Emmert and the rest of his bag of idiots in Overland Park, Kansas, get their heads out of their collective asses at NCAA headquarters, I would take age limits out of sports. I would let them play. If they're good enough to play, then they should have the ability to do so. I think that's what I would do. Wow. Okay. And by the way, I wanted to mention that... Is that a good one? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to mention that my uh, Oilers as well, before I forget, uh, so on Saturday afternoon, they won 7-3 to three over Arizona. That this is how close the division is, and this is what makes Vegas's decision extra stupid. The Oilers went into the day on Saturday in fifth place in this in the Pacific Division. Right. They are now in first for their win today. Yeah, one <laughs> win took them from fifth to first. Yeah. And I know they're tied with uh, they're tied with someone as well at first, but they they technically get to be first place because they've got easily the most regulation and overtime, as in non-shootout wins. They haven't relied on the shootout at all this year. Okay. So they actually get to be classified as first. But all the teams, first through fifth, have either 57 or 56 points. So there's one point separating. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. So anyway, but I, so I'm very happy for the Oilers. But, and uh, also, last I checked, the uh, Flames were not just losing, but getting shut out, as they often are. Uh, by the Ottawa Senators, of all things, which may be oh my God. even happier. You know, 3 nothing in the third, last I looked. This is the Flames' last game now until February something. They've got the well, All-Star February 1st, break. they play the Oilers. Right, but 29th, they they play the Oilers. But they're off now until that game. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. remember, they have the, they've got the All-Star break, but then they also, that coincides, and I think this is a brilliant move by the National Hockey League, giving every team a five-day period where they don't play. And that, for the for the local losers, that combines... So the Flames are now off the ice until the 29th of January where they reconvene with the Oilers in Edmonton. Real quick, uh, one news and note I do want to get out because I think that this is, uh, and I, we didn't have time in our previous episodes because, God, there's just been nothing to talk about all week long. <laughs> but it's funny. Um, <clears throat> the number one draft pick last year, last June in the NBA, obviously was Zion Williamson of Duke University. 
and he got hurt. He uh, tore his MCL in training camp. He has not played since. The New Orleans Pelicans made a note or made an announcement this week that Zion Williamson will debut on January 22nd against the San Antonio Spurs. And this is so, this is such big news. And everybody's so forward looking to Zion Williamson playing professionally for the first time that the, that game was put in a national time slot. So uh, on January 22nd, he will make his national television debut as the starting power forward for the New Orleans Pelicans. And I'm telling you folks right now, the Pelicans have finally started to get their stuff together. Uh, Believe it or not, uh, Lonzo Ball is playing well. Brandon Ingram had 49 points the other night as they won in double overtime against the Denver Nuggets. I'm thinking right now, if Zion can come in and be a difference maker, I truly believe that the Pelicans might sneak in. Might. They've got a long way to go. But with uh, Ball playing better, Ingram playing better, you've got J.J. Redick as, as a veteran leadership there. You've still got Derek Favors there as your center. And now you add Zion Williamson. And the Pelicans, to my recollection, have won 10 out of their last 12 or 13 games. I truly believe that if Zion lives up to the hype and lives up to his potential, it's potentially the Pelicans could be a playoff team. Wow. Yeah, I mean, And I said that at the beginning of the season, and I'm not tooting my own horn. All I'm saying is that was based on Zion being in the lineup. Well, he's missed the first how many games of the season, at least over half now. But now they're playing better, and obviously if they get Zion Williams back in the lineup and he can play to to even a little bit of his abilities – um, watch out for New Orleans in the second half of the season. Sure, yeah, exciting time to be a Pelicans fan for sure. Okay, there's a few I just wanted to go through real quick. I'll say them. You can give a real short answer if you like. Uh, Corey Benke uh, at Corey Benke. Worst fans, Bears or Vikings? Wow, that's a good one. They both suck. Um, I'd have to say Vikings. Uh, no, I. you know what? No, I'm going to say Vikings because of that annoying, the horn that they blow oh, yeah. and uh, how stupid they are. No, I'm going to go Vikings. Because <laughs> GBP Daily at GBP Daily, the Green Bay Packers uh, news feed thing here, they say Vikings fans without a doubt. I wanted your insight on why they said Viking fans without a doubt. Well, you know, there there has been a re- repaired relationship over the last number of years between the Bears and the Packers. Um, Adrian Amos came over to play for Green Bay. Ha-ha Clinton Dix is, uh, took his spot in Chicago. Um, the Bears and Packers have kind of... Uh, uh, reveled, if you will, in the in, in the place of history that they share. Um, you know, you saw this week where there was uh, a couple of, of uh, you know, you saw Jimmy Johnson, uh, an emotional Hall yeah, of Fame, yeah, and, and uh, two Bears from the Seniors Committee made it this week. Two Packers did not. Uh, but now the uh, Hall of Fame total, the Bears have 30 now in the Hall of Fame. The Packers have 26. Um, I mean, they're just, they're, I mean, really look at it this way as well. Green Bay and Chicago are, you know, are separated by about 120 miles. I mean, there's just so much history and I, and I've relayed the story to you many times that the Packers wouldn't be around today if it wouldn't have been for a loan that they secured from Papa Bear back in the thirties when the Packers were having troubles paying the bills. So, um, 
I think that there's a hate there, but there's also a respect. In regard to the Vikings have only been around since 1960, we just hate their dumbasses. Nice. Okay. I don't know if you saw this, but did you see how Drew Rosenhaus dropped Antonio Brown this week? Conditionally. Yeah, he said if he... Oh, yeah, yeah but... did he see, So he said he'll... He drops him... He'll, he'd be open to working with him again if he seeks help. Correct. Uh, but then I don't know if you saw Antonio Brown's tweet in response. No. He said, uh, you can use a pallet of dicks by mail, which I found out is actually a real service here. You can, they've got the Twitter account. He even put the Twitter account on it. And their logo is funny. It looks like a cock and balls. And their description is, anonymously send a bag of dicks with a note reminding the recipient to, quote, eat a bag of dicks. So uh, Antonio Brown wants uh, Drew Rosenhaus to eat a bag of dicks, so I don't think that's going to be repaired you know anytime soon. I th- you know what? I-, I think that this was the best thing that Drew Rosenhaus could do. I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think his his reputation has taken a hit over the last year. <laughs> How funny is that? His reputation has I taken know, a hit this year. which wasn't the greatest to begin with. No, but I mean... It, it, you're you're exactly right there. First and foremost, his relation, his reputation was not the cleanest, let's say, in regard to sports agents. But his reputation has taken a hit this year, standing by this moron. And you know, if you want to really improve Antonio Brown's status in the community this these days, take social media away from him. He just doesn't know how to use it properly. Oh yeah, it's weird. Like it's he, weird he, what he does. He just tweeted the other day. He just said like. I only want to come back if it's playing for Tom Brady. And it's like, why would you tweet that? The odds of you getting to do that are very low. Why would you do that? It doesn't, the guy's not smart. No, there's something wrong there. Um, you heard about that uh, the police league or something in Florida had taken away or given back, excuse me, a contribution that he had made because <laughs> they found, well, they, well, they found some video that makes me laugh. because the police were called in yeah. and he was screaming at his kids and the girlfriend and the mother of his children. There's something, and you said this a long time ago, there's something chemically oh, yeah. imbalanced with this guy. And I think it comes to fruition more and more every day. And I think Rosenhaus, and again, I'm not a fan of Drew Rosenhaus, but I think this was probably one of the smarter things he's done in the last calendar year. Yeah. And you know what? Antonio Brown's ego will not allow him to take counseling because if you ask Antonio Brown and you see the way he acts, he doesn't think there's anything wrong. Yeah. He thinks this is normal. Yeah. And that's the problem first and foremost. So I'm I'm appreciative of what Drew Hosen, Drew Rosenhaus has done and I think probably it's six months to a year too late. Yeah, no, he's there's something wrong with him for sure. Like physically, legitimately. Okay, just real quick, uh, just skim through these. You don't have to even respond to some of these. Florida man says syringes found in his rectum aren't his. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no comment. Yeah, I, know. Uh, I like this one, Darren Ravel. Darren Ravel. He's of, a good writer for ESPN. I know, and I was surprised he actually even posted this, but. Uh, he posted data from Pornhub in Clemson, around the Clemson area and the LSU area uh, during the game, and it shows that people were super into the game, and then after Clemson lost, uh, usage of Pornhub really spiked after the loss in Clemson and LSU. It was people were busy doing other stuff, uh, so I thought that was funny. Uh, wanted to send a quick, and uh, not to you know minimize it, but uh, a quick uh, our condolences to. Uh, the Rock on the loss of his father, yes, Rocky absolutely. Johnson, Good one. who died yeah. at, at a 75. And a lot of people don't know what a big star Rocky Johnson was. Rocky Johnson was also Canadian. Oh. Um, like his real his real name wasn't Rocky Johnson. Was but he, he into wrestling? 
Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. he started. Yeah, he's from I think Nova Scotia, and he started wrestling out there, and then he ended up marrying a Samoan woman, and then uh, you know they had their uh, they had Dwayne Johnson as their only child, and um, yeah, he was, but he was a big star. He headlined all over Canada and the U.S. Like he was a big star, Rocky Johnson, and it was just I don't know. Uh, he ended up marrying uh, his wife, who what her father was. Uh, High Chief Peter Maivia, like a really, really tough Samoan wrestler. So that made The Rock technically a third generation guy. So uh, our condolences to the family of uh, Rocky Johnson. Uh, Theo Fleury at Theo Fleury 14 had tweeted, the NHL should do an endorsement deal with waste management for the amount of times they recycle coaches, which uh, I thought that was actually good too. Um, I got to say one thing real quick in regard to Theron Fleury. Um, he takes a lot of backlash and, uh, and, and there were probably some people that take shots at him because of his drinking and gambling and, and whatever. And that obviously ruined his time with the New York Rangers. And it didn't end well for a guy that, uh, you know, regardless of would think about him for a guy, his size and what he was able to do. I mean, here's a guy that is the size of Johnny Goudreau, but is just so much better than Johnny Goudreau. Oh yeah, um, Olympic uh, Olympic gold medal winner. Um, you know, won a Stanley Cup with the '89 uh, Calgary Flames. I have had the opportunity of meeting uh, Theron Fleury on a couple occasions, and I got to tell you, folks, uh, from my understanding and the things that I've read and seen documentaries about him, um, he did not have an easy childhood. Uh, raised around alcoholics and drug users. And obviously that probably had something to do with some of the choices that he made. But I tell you one thing, in the public, he is approachable. He's very nice. You can sit down and have a conversation with him. You can laugh and giggle about him. I sent you that tape, what we did with him in regard to Peter Marr years ago about the thing that they only had, you know, if they could only play with themselves at Christmas because their families were so poor. That's why they woke up with a <laughs> boner every morning. And uh, But I got to say this. I've had a ringside seat sitting next to Theron Fleury, and I would not disagree with some of the decisions or, or applaud some of the decisions he made, but I'll tell you one thing. Um, to get out the other end and make positive inroads as what he's doing now in the Calgary area as an entrepreneur – I give Theron Fleury a lot of credit, and I hope nothing for nothing but the best for him moving forward. Yeah, I remember. I didn't like him as a kid because I was a young child sure. cheering for the Oilers, and I remember that goal. I remember going to bed so angry. I was kicking my sheets when he scores the goal between the legs and then does the sliding celebration. Oh, I was mad. My parents had to calm me down after that one. But but no, I mean, in, in adult life and living in Calgary, I mean, he used to come in and buy cell phones at the telestore and uh and you know yeah he was always very very nice and on his twitter account i agree with pretty much everything he says so uh, i we are quite aligned in the way we think which is cool so good for him uh last few here skim through uh daniel legrano at real kid poker who of course has become a huge vegas fan of the golden knights not anymore I'll no uh, pretty disgusted with today's firing of gerard gallant not only was a good coach fired the golden knights replaced him with a clown so hard to root for a team coached by this absolute clown. Horrendous move by Vegas. Of course, uh, yeah, totally agree, as we've said this week. Uh, another, one last Florida headline. Uh, Florida man in a certain shirt was arrested. Uh, he wore a shirt, then big letters said, Who needs drugs? And then, and then in smaller letters below it, it said, No, seriously, I have drugs. And he was arrested for possession of drugs. So um, anyway, what are you, you going to do? And uh, the last one I wanted to say, the takeout at the takeout. Uh, 
Uh, I thought we'd need some Wisconsin expertise for this. Oh, there we go. I don't know if you've heard about this product, but it's called PBR Hard Coffee. Have you heard of Pabst Blue, Pabst Riffin, Blue Ribbon Beer Hard, hard coffee. coffee? Have you heard yeah. about this? Have you tried it? No. no Will you try it? No. Why? Um, I'm not a coffee drinker. First oh, and that's foremost. right. Sorry, I'm that's not a right. coffee drinker. Um, and I, I, you know, here's here's the reason I know Pabst Blue Ribbon so well. It is one of the main contributors to alcoholics <laughs> and people becoming alcoholics in the great state of Wisconsin. Because when I was even younger than the legal drinking age, which was 18, you could get a... Now, now remember, here's the difference between uh, the United States and Canada in regard to uh, beer. Um, a case of beer in the States is a 12-pack. A case of beer in Canada is 24. And But you could get... A case of beer, 100 years ago when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, you could get a case of beer, 12-pack of beer, of Paps Blue Ribbon for like three bucks. So when you're a teenager on a budget, you drink the cheap shit. You drink things like Rhinelander. You drink things like Old Style. You drink things like Paps Blue Ribbon. So I'm very familiar with Paps Blue Ribbon, but I won't try PBR with coffee because again I'm not a coffee. Oh drinker. yeah, that's I, I forgot that. Actually, somewhat related to that. Sorry, last one. Shep at S E I don't know she P or whatever. Anyway, he tweets. Went to my first church service in Wisconsin today. Not sure what I expected Wisconsinites to wear to a Sunday service, but I definitely did not expect to see ninety percent of the congregation in their Packers jerseys. Communion may as well be a cheese cube washed down with Miller Lite. Yeah, no question. And you know, here's the funny thing on. Um, game days on Sunday game days. I don't know if they still do this. I haven't been in Wisconsin full time for almost 40 years, but I visited there an awful lot, especially on the days that I was lucky enough to get Packers tickets. They change uh, church times on Sunday mornings so you don't miss noon kickoff. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> during the during the non-football season, church times are usually like at 9.30 and maybe 11 or 11.30. But during football season, they move it to 7 is the early mass and 9.30 is the late mass. So you don't miss noon kickoff for the Green Bay Packers. That's awesome. Okay, uh, you don't need to respond to these. I just wanted to say uh, one last Florida headline. Police arrest man who claims playing basketball naked enhances his skill level. <laughs> He must um, be hung to his knees. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, if you look at him, I don't think so. Okay. And um, the uh, as a developer, I think you'd appreciate this from The Onion at The Onion, because we haven't said any Onion ones in a while. Landlord figures he can pass off uninhabitable shithole as great for students. <laughs> I figured you'd relate to that one. <laughs> great for students. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, I, They'll get it at a good rate. Yeah, of course. Yep. And the last one here, I just had to say... <clears throat> Darwin Award uh, at uh, Awards Darwin. Uh, drinker wakes up in a morgue after being declared dead when he passed out downing vodka in Russia and heads straight back to the party. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No, I can't. <laughs> Even you never did that. I, I know. I've never done that. No. He's like, <laughs> I, 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 I have never done that. Wow. That's quite an accomplishment. And it's a cry for help. Yeah, it's Russia. We've got to run on this uh, 450th episode. Um, unbelievably great week of shows. Um, thanks to Chris. Thanks to Zach Medeiros. Major League Baseball this week, the cheating scandal, unbelievable. Uh, the NFL championship weekend this weekend. Um, the hockey firing, I still can't believe it, of Gerard Gallant with the Vegas Golden Knights. A lot of people, and I'm very happy to see 
somebody that is as well known as Daniel Negranu actually voicing his opinion the way Chris and I voice our opinion in regard to the firing of Gerard Gallant. I think Kelly McCrimmon better put his feet to the fire on this one because if Peter, the, the circus clown, comes in and fucks this up, um, wow. I mean, that's, you think Bill, Bill Foley, if he's impatient with a team that at the time of the firing was only three points out of first place in the Pacific Division of the National Hockey League, and if Peter the Clown doesn't improve on that, does Peter the Clown make it the rest of the year? I don't know, but uh, very disappointed about that. Just a great week of shows. I hope you enjoyed them. I certainly enjoyed them. I haven't been this short of breath in a long, long time, folks, because it was fun listening to Chris. It was fun listening to Zach Medeiros. And I truly hope that you folks enjoy this week of shows because it, it was a joy to bring them to you this week. A lot of good things to talk about. And I look forward to getting together next week. And hopefully, knock on wood, we'll have something to uh, report in regard to my ongoing odyssey looking for my next real employment opportunity. Having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted, the very talented Mr. Chris Fluke. Uh, <laughs> I just can't believe how good this week was. It was, just, <laughs> it was just fun. I've been tired for 25 minutes, but I can't shut up. For the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.